Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Living a Full Life. This week it's Dr. Enrico and Dr. Christine. And we're here together sharing a mic. This is fun. And we're going to learn. But this week's about weight loss. So as the weight loss season comes around, we just talked about sugar season. You know, it's really not the flu season. Sugar season's really Halloween and onward because of sugar, right? So we talked about that. Now it's the weight loss season, but weight loss isn't just about January 1st. It's really about all the time. We want to be maintaining a healthy BMI, smart BMI, which Dr. Christine will talk about later, about so that we can stay healthy for longer periods of time. So when it comes to weight loss, there's many different things you can do. Christine and I and our whole team here have always supported the chiropractic philosophy of like whole foods and, and just eating uh, a good diet. And that's called the ChiroThin program that we do here and the weight loss programs that we do here. And we encompass natural ways to lose weight through red light, exercise, uh, fasting, and all the things that can help. And we get great results doing that. But there's a whole array of weight loss out there that have many, many choices that you can choose from. And we'll ta- dive into some of these things uh, that you the most popular questions you guys ask us all the time. And um, yeah, just diving into some basic recommendations um, that I think are really good for most adults to follow. Um, focusing on protein, especially lean protein, tends to be the most important thing we can do. Um, the research is very loud about protein and um, don't, jump, don't jump down my throat, but animal protein, has the biggest um, gains, basically, and the and it's the best form of protein. So there is a way to get it through plant based, but you have to work a little harder. Um, there are certain amino acids that tend to trigger muscle growth, muscle maintenance, um, and then even the quality of the muscle. So that's not something we talk about a whole lot. But um, if you know if you have unhealthy muscle, you don't work out you don't lift weights, um, you're not getting a lot of good quality protein, there'll be fat marbled into muscles. Think about, you know, a good cut of steak. It's going to have some of that too. Um, but we really want that lean muscle in our body as well. So some good basic recommendations for adults, not for kids. Um, kids don't need as much protein as we do. They do need protein though. Um, whatever your ideal body weight is, um, that much in protein. So, uh, you know, an average probably for women, it would be 140 grams. If a woman wants to weigh 140 pounds for men, 180. Um, those are good, just basics, making sure you're getting that as far as protein dosage. Um, the first meal is really important. So 40 to 50 grams in the morning and then 40 to 50 grams in the evening as well. And these are a lot of recommendations I work with a lot of my patients on. Um, The middle doses of protein, so lunch, doesn't seem to matter quite as much. It's just really filling in and getting as much. But if you can get a big protein dose in the morning, big protein dose at night, um, it's going to set you up really good for success. As far as the next macro goes, which is carbs, everyone's favorite topic, really balancing out the carbs um, with what your protein goal is. So for a woman who wants to weigh 140 pounds and is getting 140 grams of protein in, uh, 140 carbs. 
Um, not right for everybody. Some people can't handle that much. That's something you work with, you know, um, a medical doctor, functional medicine doctor on. Um, and then the other thing that's important with carbs is not carb dumping. So you don't get to sit and have 140 grams of carbs all at one meal. That's something you want to spread out throughout the day and really not going over 40 to 50 carbs per meal would be ideal. So you're not spiking your insulin, spiking your sugar and putting yourself into taking yourself out of a place of muscle growth. Um, do you want to talk about carbs at all as importance for muscle growth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll get back to that. Yeah. Carb. I mean, yeah, carbs. So when we're talking about weight loss, um, the defaults that everyone goes into is just a drastic caloric deficit to try and lose weight, which is a nice way of saying starving yourself to try and lose weight, which has long-term repercussions. You can't, we can't just fall on these types of diets for long periods of time. So when we teach people about the intermittent fasting and reduced calorie diets that we do, that's why we tell them six weeks, six weeks to get results, to get some quick goals. Uh, we can go up to 12 weeks. We can go up to 18 weeks with this, but we're talking about weeks, not months and years. You can't eat a calorie def deficient diet for long periods of time and put yourself into starvation mode for too long because then cortisol takes over your entire system and throws off all your hormones. So carbs are really important when it comes to this. The most calorie uh, efficient, the most calorie dense foods are fats. They have the most calories per gram. And that's, that's why we need a little bit of that. The, the American diet goes wrong with refined sugar, which are bad carbs, and then high trans fats, which are bad fats. And those, when you add them together, like a cheeseburger from a fast food joint, tons of fat, tons of carbs, and not enough protein, these things add up, you know, 1,200, 1,500 calories in one meal, plus the French fries. Now we're at 2,000 calories of carbohydrates and fat. And that's the problem that we train our metabolism over time. So good carbs are really from the produce and fruit that we eat. That's where we get all of our good carbohydrates from, our, our dense carbohydrates, our starchy uh, carbohydrates, um, and the complex carbs that we're, we're looking for, for our body that needs to use this. So that's why you'll see in many diets that I highly I highly recommend a whole bunch of them, the whole food diet, the paleo diet, even sometimes the keto diet, all we focus on. And they say, eat as much of these free veg free veggies as you can, because they're water-based, dense, fibrous vegetables that you can just eat because they're low caloric index, but they're really, really good carbohydrates. And they transport a lot of the vitamins and minerals that we need per day. So that's why we say getting the proper diet means eating a vast array of produce. That's what a good diet really is. Because when we talk about meats, Americans just typically like chicken and beef. Let's just be honest, and maybe some pork and fish. But that's really when it comes down to protein, really we just eat a couple meats. So the vast array and a wide variety of diet comes in our produce. So complex way of talking about carbohydrates, but it is the only real answer when we talk about carbohydrates is, is that's where it's coming from. The simple carbs, the grains that we talk about, the, the pastas, the flours, the breads, the rice, these are simple carbs. Simple meaning your body automatically starts to digest this as soon as you put it in your mouth. The enzymes in your mouth break this down because they're easily digestible. Easily digestible carbs are typically sugars. And unfortunately, we can't have too much of this in our diet. So, yeah. And back to um, the carb situation um, with the produce, right? The fruits and the vegetables. That's really where we get most of our microbial diversity from in our gut. So um, there's definitely a big component when it comes to weight on the microbiome, <clears throat> what's growing in our gut, um, what we want there, what we don't want there. 
and certainly eating things like the refined grains um, and the sugars, it's going to fuel the bad guys, the opportunistic pathogens um, that, you know, are normally there, but we don't want them overgrowing and taking over the keystone bacteria, which are the ones that really give us the most benefits in our health. Um, I do a lot of gut testing. That's really where I start most of my patients out. And um, so I talk about protein as being super important, um, incredibly important for men. Men know that, I think, though. Um, but it's even more important, I think, for women, um, especially as we get older, women over 40, protein is incredibly important. But um, the microbial diversity in the keystone species um, are pretty critical, too. And if you can't, one, absorb the nutrients that you're getting. Um, some of the bacteria in our gut that need to be there, the keystone bacteria are producing enzymes, they're producing um, a lot of different things that our body needs as well. And then they're decreasing inflammation. So yeah. And the best, one of the best ways to um, make sure, so aminos are helpful, but to make sure that we have a good amount of microbial diversity is the fruits and the vegetables. And there's certainly some that are, you know, better bang for the buck. Um, with grains too, um, talking about gut health, since we're taking a little side bend, sidebar here, um, resistant starch can be really important as well, but not everyone can tolerate it. So people with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, IBS, um, certain IBD, they'll struggle with that, but those are really, really helpful to our bacteria as well. Um, and then getting back, circling back to our last macro, which is fat. Dr. D was talking about it, or Enrico was talking about it. Um, fats are really, really important. So low-fat diet was big in the 90s, and we thought that it was going to cure everybody from all the things, and it just made everything so much worse. So, you know, it's not – it's also – fat is important. There's a lot of research when you read the research on a high-fat diet being bad. Um, it's the type of fat that we tend to get. It's the processed foods and the ultra-processed foods that are not good and have the bad fats in them. So of course, I think a lot of people know what good fats are at this point. Olive oil, coconut oil, um, depending on where your view on animal health is, you know, animal fats can be really nourishing as well, fish oil, things like that. So the last macro that you really want to work on making up the rest of your calories, wherever that is, is the fat. Um, exercise. Well, let you talk about exercise. So it's important to talk about diet. I think diet's the number one important thing for our health. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's probably the most important thing for weight loss, but exercise is really important. And we're really starting to see the literature start to talk about the importance of strength training, especially as people get older, um, you know, and the quality of muscle that we have. That's, I think more important is not the amount of muscle. Um, we talk a lot about body fat as a marker or BMI. Um, one thing I wanted to quickly mention as well, this is another sidebar, but when it comes to, so men in the BMI chart, BMI is kind of a weird one. It kind of upsets a lot of people. And I think sometimes it should, because we can be healthy at a lot of different weights. Um, certainly bodybuilders tend to carry more weight. They're often, they're often not a, you know, healthy BMI. Um, but especially when we talk about for women, as we age, the literature does show too, we can have a bit more body fat and it isn't as harmful for us. So a lot of people equate body fat with inflammation. And I really don't think it's the body fat. I really think it's the quality of muscle we have that's super helpful. And then just 
being naturally anti-inflammatory. So one of the things I like for women, especially as we get older, instead of looking at a regular BMI chart, which our doctors still do and send you with a paper that says you're overweight and it's defeating because you've been trying your entire life to be a healthy weight. Um, there is smart BMI calculator. I think it's smartbmicalculator.com, but Google it, search it. And you put in your age and you put in a lot of different things. And then it gives you a different sort of chart um, with an expanded appropriate BMI. Men don't get much of a break on it, but women do. And I do think that's important. And I think it's instead of being small as women, we focus on being strong and being healthy. Um, as we age, it's really important to have strength more than anything else. Um, those are the biggest factors, I think. And we're starting to see that muscle is the most important organ of longevity. So um, I think Enrico is probably best to talk about the muscle situation and really how to build strength there. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Christine nailed this uh, about the, the quality of the lean muscle. So people always ask, you know, how do I maintain my body weight? And the answer is on how good the quality of your lean muscle is on your body. The more quality lean muscle you have on your body, the more uh, efficient your metabolism really is. So in, in the men's fitness area and the bodybuilding world, like you want to eat more food, have more muscle. It's kind of true. You want to have good muscle and that's how it is. The bigger you get, you see some of these competitive bodybuilders, they eat three, 4,000 calories a day, five and their cheat days are 10,000 calories. You don't even know how to fathom to eat 10,000 calories in a day, um, yet alone fuel your body that way consistently because of the amount of lean muscle mass that it takes that. That's why that is not a long-term uh, sustainable way to live. You can't be eating 4,000 calories a day for years upon years. Uh, that's why the bodybuilding world is a short-term thing. 10 years is like a maximum that you could do that for. So we're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about regular schmoes like you and me that are trying to just stay healthy as we can. And it comes to the quality of lean muscle mass and that comes through exercise. So I like to divide, uh, weight loss, the weight loss industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry into three categories the cheat your way to it and be very disappointed a year later, the going to work hard at it, low calorie type diet, efficient with minimal exercise, smart exercise, or the, the hard work, hard payoff, long-term investment of eating really well, exercising really well. Those are your three options. I don't advise you on option number one, and we can t dive into a Zempic in a minute, but this is just a new 2023 fad. I promise you it will not be here in 2025. Uh, the road that people are going, it might be. It might be. It it might be. be. Americans do stick on to things for a long time. Um, the muscle wasting, the long-term uh, degeneration that ends up happening by eating like this and suppressing your appetite goes back to the 90s and the bariatric surgeries we were doing, compressing people's stomachs. It's the exact same thing, but now we're just using a drug to do that. So, But there are other semi-glutides and Trisepatides and other thing that we can use to help facilitate weight loss. We're not against those. Uh, we can talk and touch about that. But the other way is the low caloric way of losing weight, which goes on the theory and the philosophy of anabolism and catabolism. So in order to put your body into a, a, a catabolism state of breaking down to lose weight, we need to decrease the amount of calories that we eat in conjunction to how much we spend. It's not 2,000 calories. That was made up by the American diet people that came up with 2,000 calories. It's really based on your basal metabolic rate. You calculate that, you want to slightly go under that, about 10 to 20%, and that is a caloric deficiency that you test. 
this is the Chirothin program that we do. This is the one that we tell most people, hey, are you going to exercise? If they say no, we tell them, hey, Chirothin might be a great fit for you. If they say yes, then a whole food diet is going to be better for them. And that's where we go on the weight loss coaching world when it comes to weight loss. Um, and then Christine's a big fan of option three the long-term, long-haul, long effects, because it's just going to be a lifestyle that you live and, and carry you into your later years living younger than you really are. I mean, it's, it is the best option, but some people have inflammatory issues that they need to work through now. As a chiropractor, we help people with a lot of joint pain and the people who do chirothin within two to three months, they're 40 pounds lighter and they end up losing a lot of weight. Their joints feel better. That's why we like those two options. So that's where we are with that. And I do think too, sorry, not going to steal the mic, but I do think that um, option two, the get in, get out, lose the weight. I think that that's something you can do temporarily. And then you focus on the muscle and you focus on the protein and that can be done as well. Um, and you can get quick results that way too. And it's still quite healthy. Yeah. See, that comes back to the philosophy of anabolism, catabolism. Anabolism means building up and catabolism means breaking down. And there's, there's a fine line in the exercise physiology world that says you can't really do both at the same time. You either choose to catabolize or you choose to anabolize. And it makes sense because it's based on how you eat. Are you going to eat to build muscle or are you going to eat to lose weight? Those are two very different things. So that's the world that we're in when it comes to all the literature on that. Then you get into trouble in the fitness industry where they over cardio you to increase your caloric uh, expend, expenditure and calories through uh, through cardio exercise so that and then also under feed you. That is where we run into big problems met metabolically. We're just stressing the system. Hormonally, it's really, really bad. Um, so long story short, as convoluted as this entire podcast has become, the simple basics haven't changed in thousands of years. We need a whole food array of produce to base our carbohydrate intake from. We need good, clean, lean protein that we need to be eating every day, mainly fish and chicken, then some beef, then some pork, then some of your other free game stuff if you want. Then we need good fats, and our good fats come from nuts, seeds, oils, that the good stuff, coconut oil. Uh, olive oil, the things that we talk about through there. That is, and if you want to read a book or, or anything like that, the Mediterranean diet is probably your best landscape diet to follow when it, when it comes to that. And you know, the, when I have talked to patients with the Mediterranean diet though, um, they don't suggest a ton of protein. It's not, in my opinion, it's not enough protein. So um, if you follow the general um, recommendations for Mediterranean diet, the fat, the fat's good, the carbs are good. Um, but the protein macro would probably be under, and I'm actually a big fan of grass-fed beef. I think it's wonderful. It's got a lot of acetyl-carnitine in it, which really fuels um, getting the fat into your cells instead of, you know, as you transition off of as many of us are in glucose metabolism, um, trans transitioning to using fat as fuel as well. Not keto, not proponent of keto, but um, being able to do all those things. So you say chicken and fish. I like beef. Yeah. Oh, organic, uh, grass fed beef is absolutely fantastic. One of the best proteins, uh, amino acid chain, what's it called profile out there. It's one of the best protein foods you can eat. Absolutely. I'm not against it. The Mediterranean diet is the foundational diet you should follow. Then you make a choice. You say, am I going to exercise? Yes. If the answer is yes, it's like a, a branch, a fork in a road. You have to make the, the left or the right turn. So you say, yes, so you make the right turn. And that means more protein. That's it. You take the fundamental basics of a good diet, whole food, Mediterranean, whichever one you choose, and then you increase your protein. That's the only thing that really needs to be increased when you exercise. 
That's how you maintain good metabolism long-term. And maybe for muscle growth, maybe some carbs as well. Right, right. It, it depends how little you're eating. So that, And that's that's the fundamental there. We find that the carbs are really important to keep you going. Then, you know, when you go down exercise route, are you just lifting? It's protein. Are you lifting and doing cardio? Then it's protein and more carbs. You really, you have to eat more to exercise more. And that's where the whole mistake comes from when it comes to weight loss. So going into weight loss season here, uh, just have a clear pathway. Get a coach. This is one of those things that this the success rate, 92% of people that start a weight loss program, quit the weight loss program and fail within 90 days. 92%. That means 8% of people carry forward. Out of those 8%, some of them even don't carry past one year. So it's a small percentage of people each year that repeat the same things over and over again with the same results. All we're telling you is get a good coach. There's lots of great stuff. Fit, fit the one that fits you best, whether you're getting into exercise, maybe it's in the personal training realm. If it's getting into competition, maybe it's in the competition realm. If it's no exercise and just weight loss, maybe it's in the healthcare realm. Whichever one it is, we're here for you on the natural side. We always lean towards natural and vitalism first before we introduce anything. We barely give people vitamins on this thing. We're, we're not even, you know, we don't even do that. Some B12 sometimes, that's about it because you're getting everything from your food. And, and one last tip, you lose all the weight that you work hard to lose in your sleep. It all happens at night. You need proper sleep. And we, I think every podcast I listen to about weight loss forgets to talk about sleep. So make that your goal for 2024 is I'm going to improve my sleep in 2024. And I like what Dr. Otto Janke, I uh, did a podcast, different podcast with him a couple of days ago on empire longevity. And all he does is talk about longevity, human longevity. And he said, the number one thing is sleep when it comes to all of our goals, and you need to reverse engineer it. If you're going to say, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. to do my workouts, you reverse engineer and say, I'm going to wind down my day at 9.30 and hit the hit the bed at 10, because it's eight hours. you got to plan for eight hours in bed to get some sleep. And that's I, I probably think that should be your number one goal. If you're going to lose weight, people say, what's the one thing I should do? Prep good sleep. Anything else? Yeah. And I mean, on, on that as well, there is research and there's a lot of people I've been following that actually, so we would say diet, exercise, sleep, but it might be diet, sleep, exercise. So it might even be more important. We have to fuel ourselves, but if you can't rest and recover and a big population in our office that we see is nursing moms and parents with young children and boy, you're just not getting the sleep. So focus on the nutrition and whatever type of nourishing things you can. And then you focus on the weight loss later. It's not yet. But yeah, um, the one thing we didn't talk about, I think that was important to touch base on is strength training. So strength training is, is it. So as far as muscle health, strength training, maybe hit cardio, all super duper important, but we used to really think cardio was it. It's strength training. Strength training is the answer to so many things. Staying strong, it's creating that healthy muscle. And it's strength training means lifting some weights, but progressively upping that as well when you can safely do it. I think that's important to note. Yeah. But yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So I'd say if we go through the tips from one through five, uh, rest being number one, if you're going to plan for weight loss in the weight loss season, number one, plan for good rest. Fix your room, get a new pillow. Make it darker. What All the rules about sleep. Go back to our sleep podcast. You can find it in our podcast chain. Number two, 
plan your your meals, plan how you're going to eat from this from this podcast that we taught you. You're going to pick a whole food diet base and then choose what you like. You have to like what you eat or you're not going to survive this. It's just you got to pick the things that you like, fill it with the base. That's number two. Pick good sources of food. Focus on protein. Number one, good carbohydrates from your produce section and then good healthy fats. Cook with that. Don't use too much of it. You'll be surprised how quickly calories add up once we start getting into the mixed nuts, the oils, the butters. It adds up, but you do need a little bit of all that good stuff. And then number four, choose the exercise program. If you decide to exercise that suits you best, you're not going to go back to the gym. I've been back in the gym the last six months uh, consistently. And I have to keep reminding myself, I'm not 22. I'm not 22. Put down the 400 pound leg press and just go back down to 200. (laughs) You don't need to do that. It's just the consistency is key. And I have a coach as well. He keeps me accountable. He tells me what to do next. And that motivation is what keeps you going. So, and, and that's number five, get a coach that you uh, resonate with, that you trust. And then those people can help you keep you accountable. In our weight loss program, we text you every single day. That's our, that's what we want to hold ourselves accountable. We're going to be with you every single day through the entire program for, for weight loss. So my, my weight, my uh, fitness coach is with me every single week. So he's, it's once a week. So that's how that works there. Uh, good luck. We're here for you. Ask us any questions. We love this stuff and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of living a full life podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts that helps others find the show. And we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.